10 to 1, episode 129. Top 10 Cheeses. Welcome to 10 to 1, the podcast where we make top 10 lists about everything. I'm Brian Kozer. And I'm Melissa Kozer. And we are here today on Independence Day recording this episode. Back after a month break. Yeah. I realized. It's been it's been kind of busy. Very busy. And it's going to keep being busy for another month. So we'll see what we get out in July. But we've got some stuff in the pipe. We've got it. And it's coming down. And so... I'm sure we can get a couple of things sent out. But yes, it's Independence Day, and so I just want to give a shout out. Thank you to everybody who serves in the military, military, keeping our freedoms free. And uh, I want to mention my friend Philip Wedge, just retired from the military. And thanks so much for your service, Philip. He and his family just moved. So best wishes to you guys on your move. And now... On with cheese. Uh-huh. So, cheese. two weeks ago now, we had a cheese tasting. I invited some friends over. My brother Tim, he's not joining us for this, even though he was present at the tasting. And we did something that I've wanted to do for a while, which was to try just a whole bunch, a plethora, as it were. 22 cheeses. Right. Back to back, pretty much, with a few, with palate cleansers in between each cheese, of course. And, uh, whew, felt kind of full after all that cheese. Those last two, it usually felt, for me, it was like, oh, we have another cheese. Joy. (laughs) Yep. But, uh, didn't feel like that until just the last couple. So, I think, I think we did a pretty, pretty good job balancing out the, the hard versus the soft cheeses, the salty versus the savory. We also had Justin and Charity from yeah. way back, episode 57, top 10 jokes. Oh, yeah. Wow. So other other former guests were there. It was a good time. Okay. Uh, any further notes? Oh, and Stephen and Teresa were there. Yes. But they've never been on the podcast. So, so you guys don't know them. So that's all the mention they get. No, not really. I, I'm not going to have a lot to say about these. I I can say that I have not been very adventurous with cheese trying, and I'm pretty happy with mild cheeses. So my list might be a little boring, but I'm ready to ready to do it. All right. First off, uh, I guess what was what just missed the list for you? For uh, me, it was feta. I okay. was uh, I was really surprised that feta all by itself was actually pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Kinthos. I don't remember. I think that I don't remember if that was the brand or the type of cheese. It was and, cow goat and sheep milk. Okay. And gorgonzola were ah. were the next okay. couple. All right. Who's going first? Me or you? I am going first. My number ten is Gouda, and. This one always makes me think of our honeymoon when we ate at the Peddler Steakhouse in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Oh, yeah. Good memory. We had Gouda cheese with apples. I think that was the first time I'd ever had cheese with apples. 
I doubt I'd even had cheese on an apple pie before. So. Oh, I want that now. <laughs> so, uh, it's just a, I mean, it's it's not a real obscure cheese. I'd had it before, but uh, a nice, soft um, cheese does go well with fruit. So that's my number 10, Gouda. All right, my number 10 is Munster. Mm. Uh, we got Troyer brand, and mm. uh, I liked how smooth it was. It was a very gentle tang. Uh, not in your face, and uh, it looks really pretty, too. So points for that. Uh, I don't know if you guys knew this. I may have mentioned it a couple times before. But perception, how you think of how pretty you think your food looks, Uh plays a part in whether or not you think you're going to like something. So, I definitely look good here. Whether or not you here. think you like something or whether or not or you think you're going to like something? Yeah. Or do you mean it even affects if you actually do like it? I think it can affect you if you actually yeah. do like it. You're ex- you're a lot more it does. prone to like it if you're already expecting to. All right. And uh it was it was creamy. So, yeah, it's not a it's a good middle of the road. I gave it six out of ten stars, or ten points. Okay. My number ten, Munster, spelled Muenster. All right, my number nine. I put the Canadian cheddar. I don't know if there's anything special about Canadian cheddar. If it was just a a high quality cheddar, so maybe it should just be cheddar on this list. But uh, it was good. It was. I mean, better than craft cheese slices. Oh yeah, I would. I would say. Uh, I'll go out on a limb and say that. And uh, yeah, again, I'm a pretty straightforward, tra- straightforward person with my cheese. I'll go with the with the masses on this one and and say cheddar, good cheese. Okay, that's my number nine. Well, my number nine is also a cheddar, but it's raw milk white cheddar. Mm. And uh, again, pretty uh, pretty mild, uh, not. Uh, not super flavorful, but it builds with each bite, and I really like that about it. It, like, each, each bite that you're taking is kind of giving you a, a bigger glimpse of the entire picture, and, uh, yeah, pretty good. My number nine, raw milk, white cheddar. Six and a half, uh, points. Yeah. I'm wanting to say stars. Yep, I didn't take any notes with these, and I didn't take any... I didn't make any rankings. I know you were ranking yours on taste and smell and consistency. Oh, yeah. All that stuff. Very scientific about it. Right. Yeah, I didn't really feel like it was... Well, um, you didn't care because... Something you could really... This wasn't your darling like it was mine. I... Right. Yep, so... I just liked it or I didn't like it, I guess. My next one will be... Manchego... It's uh, from La Mancha, Spain, which is uh, where Don Quixote lived. So that's that's a little a little connection for you there. Mm, don't know don't know that I can can really tell you too much more about it. It has a firm and compact consistency and a buttery texture. Often contains small, unevenly distributed air pockets, according to Wikipedia. <laughs> but. Uh, I liked it. It is a a sheep milk cheese, and it's sheep from that region, the Manchiga breed of sheep. So, 
it was good. It was a uh, uh, definitely a new one and uh, a little more off the beaten path than the ones I've mentioned. But I would definitely eat it again. That was my number eight. Right. Manchego. Manchego. My number eight is the last of the pleasant, milder, middle-of-the-road cheeses that made my top ten. And it's Havarti. Uh, I wrote that it's creamy, has a pleasant flavor. And then went back and wrote, it's very creamy. And mm. it's I really like that. I like that texture. It's sort of almost... Uh, Almost melt in your mouth, and mm-hmm. it's got a light tang. This one got seven points. Start ah, uh, bother. Seven points. <laughs> started started out right, autocorrected. Boo. So my number eight is Havarti. Yeah, seven for me was Havarti. So almost a crossover, and apparently it's a Danish cow's milk cheese. And this one, I believe, is one that my mom and sisters use for sandwiches. They'll melt it on top of yep, yep. of lunch meat and make sandwiches. Oh, yeah, it goes very nicely. Yeah, I've never... I mean, I like those sandwiches that they make, don't get me wrong. But I wouldn't have said Havarti was a cheese I liked more than cheddar or, or any other cheese. But, uh, yeah, I... I really did like the Havarti that we tried. So I guess it is a cheese I like. That's my number seven, Havarti. All right. My number seven is where the Great Divide began to occur in our group. It's Gorgonzola. I had never tried blue cheese before. And I was fully expecting this to be like kind of a stinky... uh, weird funky cheese that Mm -hmm. uh, i wasn't you know it was gonna be an experience but not one that i'd really care to repeat Mm -hmm. instead i really liked this i was so surprised so it's uh i i liked the funky smell i don't even know really how to describe it except it's it's pungent but it's good and uh it's got a strong fruity almost kind of nutty taste Hmm. uh Oh, man, it was so good. It was excellent. Uh, very surprised by it. And then the texture is crumbly, yet it, inside your mouth it's creamy. Mm-hmm. So it crumbles easily, and then it, it, it's pretty smooth on your tongue. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one got eight points out of wow. ten. Yeah. This was a, a high hitter for me. Hmm. Oh, I liked it, too. I'll have to pick that one up again. Yeah. My number... I, now, I don't uh, think it goes so well... It's it's not like the milder cheeses where you can just put it on, say, a quesadilla or a sandwich. Uh-huh. Uh, there are definite things where if you're not if you're not just gonna eat it raw, I mean not raw, but like on a cracker, eat a chunk, yeah, then mm-hmm. uh, you're gonna want to put it on salad or something that's gonna, uh-huh. I don't know, take hmm. away its. It's going to play nicely with it, as it were. Because Mm. otherwise, Gorgonzola does tend to dominate. Um, I had it on my sandwich, and definitely it was was taking over the sandwich. Mm -hmm. So this is a by-itself kind of cheese, or with a lot of other flavors in there where it can just sort of enhance overall. Mm -hmm. Nevertheless, quite good. My number seven, Gorgonzola. Okay. I'll... I'll also put for my number six a crumbly, unique 
cheese that I would probably just have on sandwiches, or not on sandwiches, on salads, that type of thing. Feta. Feta cheese. Oh, yeah. I'd forgotten you liked this that much. Yeah. It is a brined curd white cheese. It's either sheep milk or sheep and goat milk. It's from Greece. I feel like this is also a fairly common cheese. People get this on salads a lot. Or, uh, you know, you'll see them in in omelets, things like that. And so uh, I kind of knew what I was getting into with this one. But I didn't know it would be uh, top six material. But I quite liked it. And I, I did even put it on my uh quesadillas the next day it was still still good for that so maybe slightly more flexible than uh than you were saying for gorgonzola that's my number six feta all right my number six is manchego a crossover oh, yeah. we got boar's head brand and uh the texture is very firm and dry uh and it's got a, a ve- again a very funky smell I know you might hear funky a lot. It's uh-huh. just it's it's a little weird. Uh sort of makes you take note and pause. But I <laughs> really liked it and it had a great aftertaste too. Like some of these cheeses at first bite you think, well, that's not bad and then the more it sat in your mouth, you know, you're like, well, I'm ready to to wash this taste out. Not so with Manchego. Oh man, that was great from start to finish. 8 points again. My number six, Manchego. All right. On to the top, top half of the list. And my number five is going to be White Cheddar, which I believe you already mentioned. So another crossover. And uh, you you let us all know the only difference between White Cheddar and the regular yellowish-orange cheddar. I guess it's definitely orange. Light orange cheddar. Is that they put a... A food coloring, uh, some sort of yeah, some some natural yeah. thing in it that turns it orange. Feel like we've been lied to. But the white cheddar did taste better <laughs> than the Canadian cheddar, and even though they're supposedly the same, you included them as two different cheeses. So I'm listing them. Well, because the two one, different cheeses the on one, my list. The one was raw milk. I think the other one. A lot of cheeses are made with uh, at least pasteurized milk. I mean, then why did we need the the Canadian cheddar with the clearly superior raw milk white cheddar available? Well, I never. I wanted to taste test them side by side. Ah, well, to find out which one was clearly superior. You included them as two separate entries. Yeah, and yeah. so I have them as two separate entries. Yes, so do I. White cheddar is my number five. That was that was definitely a delicious cheddar. We should. We should pick up that white cheddar and make some grilled cheese sandwiches with it. So my number five is actually the Canadian cheddar. Mm-hmm. I like that one better. False. Uh, that one's uh, an eight points. Uh, yeah, it's got a somewhat grassy flavor. Uh, it was definitely, it had more flavor, I felt, than the raw milk white. Uh, it's It's got a really firm and full flavor. It just fills the mouth. Unlike the raw milk that... It's a little bit there, but and you got to take a lot of it for it to really build. This one, it it it's confident in its flavor. It comes in and it starts letting everybody know that it's there, as opposed to raw milk that just kind of is a wallflower and and is waiting to be noticed. 
So that's my number five, Canadian cheddar. All right. Uh, well, you're wrong. We also got Boar's Head brand for the Canadian. Yeah. Boar's Head is a solid, uh, that's like an upper middle class. Yeah. Cheese. Wait, that was, no, that was my, f- oh, my five was mozzarella, actually. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> well, I had to ride the cheddar, ch- cheddar choo-choo. Mm. Uh, yeah, so my my five is actually mozzarella, and uh, I'm not talking about that garbage stuff at Walmart or Publix of part skim, low fat. Yeah. Like, no, that's... I mean, you can't get great value cheese of any flavor, I don't think. Yeah. Well, even even like uh, other brands, they'll do a part skim, low fat, and that's, yeah. that's nonsense. No, you get the full fat, and before this, we usually got Polio brand. Well, this time we got the mozzarella that's so moist and fresh that it's still got liquid in the package. And, right. Uh, yeah. Oh, man, that was really good. Yeah. And again, it's a mild cheese. It's meant to pair... With pretty much everything. Uh, not very flavorful per se, uh, but it's so nice. You can definitely sit there and just keep eating and eating and eating it. Uh, and it goes with everything. Uh, and there's just something so great about the almost rubbery, chewy texture of it. And it's it's springy and spongy in your mouth. It's great. I love it. So... Eight points for that one. Way to go, mozzarella. For being for being your mild-mannered alter ego, you rock. My number five, mozzarella. All right. And I guess I get to do two in a row now. Yeah, because Canadian cheddar was even higher. It was four. My number four is Gruyere. And it is a Swiss cheese, not... A type of of what you think of as Swiss cheese and what I think of as Swiss cheese, that cheese with holes in it, but a, another cheese that also comes from Switzerland, and uh, yep, it's a hard hard cheese. It's it looks like it's a good melting cheese, so very good for fondues, and uh, traditionally, this is a cheese you would put in a French onion soup. I thought it was quite delicious. Yeah, so this is actually our first, you and I, our first real divide, because Ah. this one got four points. Uh, Hmm. It's the little brother, the annoying little brother of a cheese that's coming up higher on my list. Hmm. Uh, It fills the mouth with texture, but not really any flavor. It's not really likable. Yeah, it was great. No. Was this the one that was a little salty? Um. I don't think so. A little nutty, a little sweet. That's what Wikipedia says, so I'm, I'm guessing it's that one. Uh, feta was salty. Yeah, that one is too. And Kinthos. Yep, they sure are. Yeah. Also Gruyere. Delicious cheese. Number four for mm. me. And then my number three, well, your number three was, no, your number four was cheddar again. Yes. My number three is the cheese I have always said is my favorite cheese. Still a great cheese, but I found two more that are a little better. Mozzarella. Like I said, I like the soft, mild cheeses. And this one is delicious. It's pizza cheese. Who doesn't love mozzarella? Yeah. And uh, that was a good one you found, I think. We've tried a few different few different mozzarellas. That was probably the best one that we've had. So I don't know where you picked that up. 
Yeah, I'm not sure either. It was yeah, either so it was at it was at Publix in their okay. cheese section. Well, there you go. That one will be worth picking up again. My number three, mozzarella. All right, my number three was one that I'm not sure I'd ever heard of before. If I had, it was just kind of as a very highfalutin, upper-class cheese. And it's Bergenol, or Bergenost, however yep. you pronounce that. That's my number two. Oh, man. What a great cheese smell. This was one of the best smells. Mm. And uh, really pretty rind. It's a, a kind of a bright... Dark, bright dark green. I don't know. Forest green, but really deep color of a rind, and then it's so creamy. Uh, it's not a standout flavor, but it's so perfectly mild that it fills the mouth beautifully. And uh, that's all my notes. Eight and a half points. This one was approaching perfection. Wow. Yeah, this one is apparently one of the newest cheeses it won a medal at the new york state fair cheese contest in 1999 it's a company in new york that makes it they import norwegian cultures and it's a norwegian style butter cheese i'm so i'm wanting some more already yeah so that's kind of cool that it's not a you know not like mozzarella that's been around for hundreds of years yeah but uh that was quite delicious. It ended up as my number two. All right. My number two is aged Gouda. Okay. So that was my number 10. It's another crossover. Oh, I know. Yeah. Pretty uh, pretty big range there, though. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I really loved uh, this one's firm. Great taste and aftertaste. Not a strong smell, uh, but such a nice tang to it. Uh, nine points for this one. Uh, this one I'd had before. I'd had Gouda before. Um, probably not quite this high of a caliber brand, but I, I had expected already to like it. Yeah, my second favorite cheese, aged Gouda. It was. There were a lot of Gouda jokes. Unfortunately. My number two. Number two. And then my number one was i think your number 10 so my number uh, 10 was your number two and your number 10 was my number one monster cheese yeah a i would say definitely similar to a mozzarella if you have not had monster think think similar to a mozzarella type cheese a soft mild cheese it is an american cheese so that's cool for July 4th, I picked an American cheese, number one. We'll see if you did the same. Whatever. And uh, I guess it's I'm a an, slave to my passions. Apparently. I gotta an, follow my heart. An imitation of, of Munster cheese, which is a French cheese. Um, let's see. It's uh, from, from cow's milk, whole milk. And, and it uh, looks like it's just an overall all great cheese. It, it melts well. It is looks like it's commonly commonly used for sandwiches, mac and cheese, pizza, cheeseburgers, or even just served as an appetizer. It says it's it calls it a nibbling cheese, and this is cheese.com, by the way. So they know what they're talking about. And uh yeah, it's it's my new favorite cheese 
Munster cheese. So next time you want to pick up some cheeses from the store, I think you'll know know a couple that you can safely bring home and it will will get eaten. All right. Well, my number one didn't even grace your list, unfortunately. Glory. It's Parmesan, real Parmesan cheese. So it's a little known fact that we just recently discovered that uh, there is only one place in the world that can make real Parmesan cheese with its distinctive flavor. And it's in Italy in, uh, I forget the name of the town, but it's like Parmeggio or whatever. And uh, the... There's a certain bacteria that grows on the grass there, and the cows eat it and uh, as they're eating the grass, and then it passes into the milk and into the rennet as well, and so that's how their cheese gets that distinctive flavor and tang. And, uh, of course, there's a lot of copycats that try to uh, make the cheese because... You know, it being able to be only made in that one certain region, that makes it pretty expensive. Uh, so to know that you have truly authentic Parmesan cheese, you got to look at the rind. And it will have Parmesan stamped on there, that word. Uh, and then I think there's a few, like, seals of authenticity on the wrapper, too, just in case you can't actually see see the rind. So anyway... Real Parmesan cheese has a fruity kind of pineapple smell and aftertaste. It's so good. I love eating this. Hmm. Uh, And it's firm and dry and kind of crumbly. And I give it 9.5 stars. Points. Bother. Uh, I, I don't think it's quite perfection as cheese because I prefer softer cheeses actually to hard. Uh, it's just a texture thing. So why but, is this your number one then if you prefer softer cheeses? Well, because it's so amazing hmm. Uh, hmm. that if I could have my choice, I would prefer it to be softer, but hmm. I'll, I'll accept it as a hard cheese. Interesting. Okay. Well, I realized when I was assembling my list Somehow, I missed Parmesan. So this actually was my number nine, it looks like. Well, well. Which means Gouda would be my number 11, not my number 10. Oh, okay. So Gouda falls off, but Parmesan comes in right between Manchego and Canadian cheddar. Hooray. Right at the bottom of the list. It, It probably suffered from, like, this isn't a cheese that I would eat on a cracker. It's a cheese I would put on something, yeah, pasta or salad. Or yeah, something. it's it's definitely a, another gorgonzola type where mm-hmm. either you just eat it by itself. No, um, I wouldn't eat oh. it by itself. <laughs> That's what I just said. <laughs> well, then you can't pick up on the subtle notes of of. I don't like fruit. pineapple, so I know you don't. I mean, I do. It's okay by itself, but I don't. Yeah, any I other don't know context. How it, I, I mean, it might it might taste differently to other people, but to me, it has almost pineapple overtones, hmm. and I love it. Pineapple overtones. That would be a good name for a rock band, and probably is. <laughs> Actually, it'd be more like a barbershop quartet. Yeah. Pineapple overtones. 
Well, anything else you wanted to add about cheeses, the consumption of cheese? Yes. Um, but are we going to save it for the stinger? The I don't know. The ones that else. we didn't like or. Oh, yeah. yeah. We can talk about that at the end. Okay. All right. Well, uh, did we have any feedback from anybody? Uh, not really that I saw. I. Uh, Zach and I had talked on the comments of the conspiracy theories a little bit. Did I mention that last time? Mm, I don't know. Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, we just had a back and forth on there about um, about last Thursdayism, and uh, and Zach was saying that 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 seemed silly and and how would that work? And um, I might not have explained very well that it's a thought experiment. Uh, last Thursdayism is that says, um, you know, God created the world last Thursday, including, you know, he created our memories of everything oh, yeah. that happened before that and, uh, you know, and the world to correspond to those memories. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's no way to disprove mm-hmm. something like that happening. And so it's just a thought experiment of, um, you know, it even leads into things like, uh, we can't prove that we're not in a that we're not all in a computer simulation, and the simulation just started last week, that kind of thing. So it's just a, a fun thing to think about, and makes you think about knowledge, how we learn things, how we how we know things. Um, not a not a theory that people actually believe is true. So just okay. clearing that up. I did want to mention all the run down through a list of all the cheeses that we did try real quick. So we had the Canadian, and I'm just going to do them in the order that we tasted them. Canadian cheddar, American cheese whiz. That got a few chuckles ah. when we pulled that out. Munster, Stilton with mango ginger, Stilton with blueberries, Bergenost, aged Gouda, goat cheese. I was very interested to try that one. Uh, surprisingly not bad. Raw milk, white cheddar, manchego, Wensleydale with cranberries. What a fun name. I love that. Wensleydale. <laughs> Parmesan, mozzarella, feta, brie, blue marble. Uh, just a random one. Random blue cheese that I picked up at the farmer's market. Mm-hmm. Queso fresco, campesino. Champignon with mushrooms, gorgonzola, le gruyere, quinthos, and havarti. And that was 22 different cheeses. Nice. And we gave you the best. Now go out there and eat them. Sounds good. And uh, why don't you go ahead, send us some feedback, send us an email, let us know what your favorite cheese is, what should we have tried on that list, because we tried 20. There's hundreds. I know. So let us know what we missed, what we should, uh, what what cheese Better gaps yet, we have. Send us a, ch- a yeah. package of cheese yes, of what you everybody think we mail us tried. a brick of cheese. Hey, or a cheese wheel. I will not turn it away. Uh, our mailing address is just kidding. Our email address tto at coser.us. You can also go to the website, leave us a comment tto.coser.us slash 129 leave a comment let us know what you're doing in the cheese world and and let us know what uh what are some other taste test things that we should do 
tasteless yeah. episodes. We have some. We have some that we want to do, but if you there's any you think would be interesting, want us to blaze that trail for you, just let us know. I'm Melissa Kozer. I'm Brian Kozer. You've been listening to Ten to One. You rushed it. You kind of rushed me. We had plenty of time. You had an extra few seconds. I know, but I'm such a slow talker at times that I just decided I better go ahead and get it out all at once. Yeah. While yeah. there was still time. You've got to time it for the for the big uh, I know. symbol I know. transition. But all I'm right. tired like I always am, and... Sometimes the, the the thoughts come in little fits and bursts, mm. and other times they there's a long gap between, as our listeners have no doubt picked up on. Right. Sometimes. All right. Well, I'm going to tell you all of the cheeses I like less than Cheese Whiz, because uh, you know what? First, I had Cheese Whiz at the bottom of my list for a long time, and then I realized, you know what? It's I, not bad. It's bad. No, it is bad. Yeah. But I would eat it in exactly. certain situations. Yep. Like on a on a at uh, a picnic. Yeah, on a picnic. Yeah. I'd put it on crackers and eat some. I would uh get it on a a Philly cheesesteak. Some people like cheese whiz in their Philly cheesesteaks. I would order that. So here are the three cheeses that are worse than cheese whiz or easy cheese. Uh first goat cheese. Did not care for the goat cheese. Uh, it's like Poor licking the inside of a goat. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, then the Wensleydale. Great name. Bad cheese. Had cranberries in it. Yeah, I, I want to try Wensleydale without anything in it. Well, I don't know. I think it's just a cheese that you put stuff in. But let's see what cheese.com has to say. Wensleydale. Oh, okay. So there is there is just a plain Wensleydale. So here are the entries on cheese.com. Wensleydale. Wensleydale with cranberries. Blue Wensleydale. Mature Wensleydale. So you can just get a Wensleydale. And uh, I think you ought to. And well, I uh, looked not for get it. the cranberry one next well, time. I looked for it. I tried to get one. Well, that's it was terrible. All I, that's all I could find. It was pretty, pretty bad. I'm but sorry. it was not as bad as Stilton with mango. I don't know what you were thinking. That's that's the only st- well that and the other Stilton. The Stilton yeah, that one was not as bad. Those were the only ones I could find. Yeah, so here are the entries for Stilton on cheese.com. Stilton. White Stilton with mango and ginger. That's the nasty one. Cropwell Bishop Blue Stilton and Colston Bassett Stilton. So basically you had three good options for a Stilton and you went with white Stilton with mango and ginger. Uh, I don't like mango and let's see, I don't like ginger and also the cheese was bad. So, huh. That's what 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 they had at Fresh Market. I looked for something else. Yeah, I did specifically ask for a Stilton and a Wensleydale because those just seem like fancy cheeses you've got to try well we can try them again some point but we'll have to special order them probably once bitten twice shy well my my three lowest were gruyere again uh it's parmesan's annoying little brother it's trying so hard 
to be Parmesan, and it's just not. It was. It, it lacks the better flavor. than Parmesan. Then Brie. Uh, no wait, Blue Marble uh, was another four point cheese. It's yeah, it was low for it me. Said it was made with vegetable ash, and I could smell the hmm. ash. Uh, it's the weirdest smell of all. Surprisingly clean, creamy, and I thought it'd pair okay with vegetables, but just overall it was sort of weird and not very, not very likable. And then brie, uh, it had a you know a nice smooth creamy texture, and I've had this before with fruit, you know, and other stuff, but just by itself, it is not good. It tastes like butter, but without the butter flavor, and uh, that was not very good. And then. I lied. I said three, uh, three lowest. Nope, four lowest. Of course, there's the Stilton with mango and ginger. Yep. That was, that's nasty. I like mango. I mm. hate ginger, and that just killed it. Well, I think what you're hearing today is uh, Munster American cheese is number one, and the Brie, which is the apparently the queen of cheeses from France, and Stilton. And Wensleydale, the British cheeses, also terrible. So, Murica. Murica. 